Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Thanks to Keeps for supporting FilmSack. Keeps makes easy and affordable hair loss treatment for men. To receive your first month of treatment for free, go to Keeps.com slash FilmSack. This is what is known. There has always been man. And there have always been vampires. Give me your gun. (laughs) This is Film Sack. Sure. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind, episode 475. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian, better with a gun than he is with a knife. Dunaway. Pew, pew, pew. Can't find my knife. Oh, hi. And welcome to the monthly gathering of familiars where we discuss how to better serve our vampire masters out here in the wastelands. Now, I see some unfamiliar familiars out there today, so let's go over a couple of points that may assist you in avoiding an untimely end like your predecessors. Point one, wear sunblock. We have buckets of the stuff, so there is no excuse. The masters secrete that stuff everywhere, so be sure to apply it liberally. I'm soaking in it. Don't touch me. Point two. Don't wake daddy. If there is one sure way to quickly be terminated, it is to wake up your master. Vampires are notoriously heavy sleepers, and if awoken before nightfall, there will be consequences. Okay, new guy, you have a question. Oh, nice to meet you, Billy Corgan. And your question? (laughs) Yes, I guess in a way, the world is a vampire, and it does appear to be set to drain. Oh, listen. Shh, shh. Do you hear that? It's the vamp train. Choo-choo, you Uncle Fester-looking creeps. If you have a ticket to ride, congratulations. If you're not, you get to stay here with reservation with your weak-ass master. Good luck. Say hi to the priest for me. Choo-choo, Billy Corgan. Choo-choo. <laughs> the Billy Corgan thing works on two fronts, as you know. The song you referenced, and he looked like a vampire in his later years. That's right. Yeah. yeah. He's still with so us. Accurate. I shouldn't make it sound like he died, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, all right. Rest in peace, Billy. Yeah. Corgan. Rest in peace, Billy Corgan. <laughs> These days, I I worry that that may cause something. Anyway, hey. Uh, also with us, Randy. Rotate your church city logo a quarter turn. 
and you're suddenly the mm-hmm. X-Men Jordan. I am. It's true. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Hi. <clears throat> Thanks for meeting up with me out here in the wasteland. So we can go over this uh, here final invoice I got for you boys. I know you're familiars, but you all look like right said Fred with special <laughs> guest stars Vin Diesel and Moby. Mm. Anyway, we have a few extra charges for work that came up while we was finishing building your vampire train. I'm going to need your sign off. Let's see here. Uh, this one is for the engine in the train that runs on literal hand waving. I, I know there ain't no fuel stations out here in the perma desert, so I'm kind of baffled at how we built this thing in the first place. Number two, uh, it's a surcharge for making the train about 25 feet wide. Mm. We were mesmerized when we got inside that thing and it was as wide as a house. Woo. All right, let's see. Uh, finally, this here charge is for the extra cost we incurred riding badass crotch jet cycles all the way out here every morning and all the way back every afternoon. To tell you the truth, I don't know how we got anything else done. Just look at them. I could spend a whole hour and a half just watching the boys ride them crotch jet cycles. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I I mean, I'd ride one. That'd be no uh, problem. They didn't have they didn't have uh like the wheels were part of the whole base, so they couldn't turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like you have to lean to turn on those things. Yeah, now, I'm, but... I'm gonna need you to just back off and enjoy. <laughs> you need to enjoy this. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure I couldn't ride one though, because every time they had somebody on one of those, they're like it was holding on like a like a mosquito on a on a boat or something. It's like hold on. Yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. Uh, with us also, and finally, Brian. You think that's something? Wait till you see his other tattoo, Ibit. Mm. Wow, it's so true, and that's one uh, that's hidden. By the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna also hop on the train train. Here we go. <laughs> the vampire trains are coming. It's rolling around the bend, and they don't like the sunlight because it it burns their skin. Mm. So they come from Vampire Mountain, led by an old ex priest, <laughs> and he used to be my buddy. Oh, God, this is really good to yell out. Oh, yeah, you started to go. I did it. <laughs> and he became undeceased. <laughs> I hear there's vampires hatching in incubation cars and sitting down for breakfast to eat some guy named Lars, but I hear he had it coming, and so we've given chase <laughs> with my nitro motorcycle and tattoo on my face. <laughs> <laughs> It has to go All so right. low. Way too low. <laughs> Way wow. too low. I love it. That's I should have, and I, I almost had chords on my uh, ukulele. I had two of the three chords ready for this thing, but I did not have the third Aww. mastered. So. Honestly, that was so good. We could just do this and say, all right, everybody, goodbye. We'll see you next week. No, just kidding. Uh, no, that, uh, all of those things referred to the film Priest. Yeah, that's right. Priest. And some of you Priest. are going, wait a minute. I know there are going to be some leftovers who don't follow us on Twitter, who didn't get the news that Salt mm-hmm. left streaming, so we had to move forward to our next film on the list, which is Priest, directed by Scott yep. Stewart, starring Paul Bettany, Gam Giddentendit, sure. and, uh, and Maggie <laughs> Q. Right. His I'm name is be. weird. Gigget, gigandet, gigandet. Is that right? Cam Gigandet? Do I have it right? Yeah. That's, that's, nailed gigandet. Gigandet. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, based- it does look like it's the first five letters of gigantic. So why why not pronounce it like Ex- Exactly. It's based on the graphic novel series called Priest from Min Woo Hung. It's a, a very cool graphic novel, by the way. 
uh, that oh, yeah. uh, I've read part of, never the full thing. This kind of made me want to go back and read the source material because it is probably infinitely better than the film adaptation. However, I'm going to stay early and uh, uh, up front here on the show that tonally and setting settings-wise right. and all of these things, they speak to me. I know it's going to be a big shock to everybody, but the, mm-hmm. the post-apocalyptic, dystopic future stuff, totally my jam. And I'm in like Flynn this minute I see the visuals of it, a dark city with a permanent cloud, weird Catholicism future where they've become just like horrendously overlordish and then go outside the city. and It's just nothing but like wasteland and and freaking old West looking ass future mixed with old timey like that is so my package, man. But then the script is shit. The acting's <laughs> terrible. The pacing's really bad. And they blow their opportunity here. As in the famous worlds of Alexander Hamilton, at least on stage in rap form, uh, they missed their shot. I, you know, I, okay, so this is a very yeah. short, this is a very short feature length film, uh, yeah. like an hour 27, half of that being credits. Um, I, <laughs> half of it was, being credits. <laughs> right. I was, uh, I have tossed back and forth in this. I've actually watched this twice this week. I don't always do that. And I actually want to go back and watch it a third time. Because Did you the fall asleep I, The more I watch it, the more I like it. And I think part of the reason why is the biggest failure of this movie coming at you is got to be the editing, especially from the quick start uh, that, that makes it very uncomfortable as a viewer to mm, get mm-hmm. into this world. But once you're in it, I like it a lot, even though it's not exactly loyal to the original source material. Uh, a lot of these tropes and this mixing and blending of genres has me kind of uh, enamored. Let's, and, and let's talk really quickly about that, that cold start, because that actually made me pause and make sure that I haven't accidentally watched the first part of this film <laughs> right. and left halfway through. Right. It was rough. I mean, it, it is. Was it, is a, it was so. It was the coldest open, and yeah. there's got to be something you can do that that lets people know. All right, we're coming into the middle of a story to kind of set things up, but mm. you are in the right place. You you know you did. This is uh, this is the beginning of the film. Yeah, right. which is which is weird because uh, so according to the trivia, the whole animated thing was a was a compromise, right? Like they uh-huh. they were gonna right, which try was to the best beginning. Yeah, and I, I really liked it. Like, I want to see Gindy I want to see a whole movie of that. Yeah, yeah that, that's Tarkovsky did this, and if you watch Samurai Jack, then you oh you know I didn't know that coming from I didn't know that was a Tarkovsky thing. That's yeah. that's yeah. amazing to hear that. Okay, well I even like it more now because I really like him. But uh, yeah, give me a whole give me a whole hour and a half of that. You know, mm-hmm. I'd have been down with that and it would have been a better, that's, better animated feature or or break this out and turn it into a series like there's something to right. do with this. It's just this mm-hmm. PG-13 rating didn't help it. I think it was already gory enough. It could have probably gone uh, R pretty easily. But whatever their decision was, I think it would have been better if they just gone all in on the gore and the and the and the mm-hmm. hack. And the I'm slash actually and glad they didn't. This is uh this is the same love hate relationship I have with Van Helsing. Mm. But this to me is probably is, is, is better in my opinion, but I also like Van Helsing, but is uh, they, they both suffer from this, this fun world building that never really gets to where you want to go. The train stops a little short and it blows up and the black hat dies. It's a, uh, it's a good start. 
but it's, it just never gets there. Yeah. Can we can we with that go ahead and talk about how much better this movie would have been if they'd given the characters names? Like <laughs> names, other names, than mm, priest and priestess and, and yeah. hat, black hat guy. Yeah. Black hat. Yeah. I actually like black hat. No, he okay, sure. And uh, by the way, Carl Urban looks at like a total oh, badass up in western gear and stuff. And that's cool. But holy ham hocker, dude. That dude is just hamming it up the whole. He is so oh. chewing up the scenery in a, in the worst way. Like it's mm. just bad. Like really, I, bad. I you know I I like this because this is a nod to the Bram Stoker's uh, vampire, which is charismatic and overly dramatic. And I actually liked how the filmmaker brought that in and and gave it a nod. Well, it's and got cool concept. Like that is conceptually is very cool. This is what I'm saying about it. There's so many cool concepts. Like he's the first vampire human hybrid, which is a lot more like the vampires we think of. In the way right. that we usually alternate, tell those stories, right? Right, and this is a this is a alternate universe of a fictional universe. So we have a fictional universe in you know in the idea of vampires existing, and then we have this alternate fiction universe where vampires and humans never uh, intermingle until late in in human history. So it's it it it's an interesting yeah, it's an interesting concept. take, and I really like that the familiars idea is very cool, mm-hmm. like. It's just a cool everything about the setting had, and the idea is awesome. Oh yeah. No, I mean I'd I'd say and I'm I'm pretty much on board with what you were saying Choo-choo. earlier. Uh on board the choo choo train, the vampire choo choo train. Mm-hmm. The the visuals on this thing are the best thing about the film. Yeah. The yeah. you know, the city when they're approaching it and the um the wasteland and the I don't know if this was if any of this was filled in this filmed in the salt flats. You'd know obviously better than I. Oh, know, I looked immediately. Like I was sad because it's all that weird empty lake California place, but they used okay. filters to make it look like <clears throat> like a uh, like, like white, white yeah. gray, yeah. Because yeah. that was that's just so cool, and just the visuals of it. Then you get to the um, the action of it, and it's like okay, this is pretty good. You start breaking it down, thinking, wait a minute, all right, he throws the box of throwing star crosses up in the air they slowly fall down because it's slow motion yet then he's in regular motion grabbing them and hucking them in different directions yeah and that's kind of when it lost me and said okay i guess the action we're in we're in fake bullet time here this movie movie wants to this movie wants to pay a lot of you know uh uh, prayerful love toward the matrix Mm -hmm. and it, it you know it felt like really really strongly influenced by Stephen King's The Wastelands or something. Yeah. And and then I, I kept thinking over and over, I wish I'd seen this nine years ago. I wish I wasn't seeing this long after Mad Max Fury Road and long mm-hmm. after things like Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad basically, you know, sort of like made me expect everyone to be so, you know, dark and brooding all the time. Mm-hmm. And and like it just I'm I'm certain that this was a much better film to watch and enjoy it nine years ago, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. this, this movie, it, it combines a film lovers, uh, love for all these different things, including the backbone of this story, which is really, uh, the story of the searchers from, uh, 1956 with John Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's, there's parallels there as well. And I, I think that he, he just threw everything from a film lover's perspective, everything that he could at it. And you're, you're mm-hmm. absolutely right that this is a classic trope Western where, right. 
you have a lawman basically who gets stripped of his badge and decides to go on his own anyway, picks up a sidekick along the way, chasing down the bad guys outside of town, right? And so right. on. Like the the law back in town sends a bunch of deputies to go get him. At one of them is a woman who ends up, you know, breaking ranks and so on. Like it's it's so tropey in that way. But in the moment, I never had those thoughts. In the moment, I was just caught up in in the movie because it's it's very like uh, engaging, you know. Like it never right. stops assaulting you with these long sweeping shots of men riding motorcycles. Yeah, like that stuff is just so <laughs> yeah. freaking cool. Oh man, it's so cool, and it just bums me out that the pacing is so weird. In fact, if I had the biggest, my biggest complaint is they just go from like here we are here now here we are there now here we are right. here and now we're here mm-hmm. like just mm-hmm. and there's no like great transition or character development during that it's just yeah. sort of this in a way it's like a, it felt like an abridged comic like the comic right. the comic mm-hmm. qualities are there but they cut mm-hmm. out a bunch of stuff like this is sure. one of those free flimsy very thin free comic book day comics they give you that's not the whole thing <laughs> right right yeah yeah right yeah it's like a taste yeah. of it and it's a it's really unfortunate. This guy's so this director has made multiples of these and he's really obsessed with like apocalyptic religious sort of stuff. Uh, Scott right. Stewart is the director. You know him most recently from this uh, Dominion show that was on from 2014 to 2015 on S- on sci-fi that did not get renewed, but a lot of people really like it. But again, very similar thing. An angel falls to earth and has to you know fight for whatever. I don't know what Siren is, but apparently that's a new thing he's working on. But Dark Skies, Defiance, this uh, oh, Legion. Dark Skies, wow. Uh, Legion, that's why you get it confused. Legion's well, the other it's one. That, and, and it's also Paul Bettany. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's it. I mean, there's, like you said, it wasn't necessarily the same director that made me confused. It was the fact that, all right, it's it's also kind of this religious, dark future. Um, and I haven't seen either of these movies. I never saw, oh, I didn't never see saw Priest Legion? until, Very never good. saw Legion, never saw Priest until this watching. So me neither. when we finally do get around to watching Legion, it, I, I was basing it all on what I remember from the previews of these two movies, I guess, mm-hmm. and saying, right. yeah, those must be the same the, movie. Yeah. <laughs> the pacing, the pacing of Legion is a lot different and it is a lot more intense. Yeah, that's what I've heard as well. I've never seen Legion, yeah. but it's weird. These two movies by the same director, both with Paul Bettany, both dealing with like heaven and hell themes, released released less if, than a year apart, like eight months yeah, apart or yeah. something. Oh, like that. look at that. 2010. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Huh. And a lot of the I got to wonder. I haven't seen Legion, but I got to wonder if it also has the thing I hated the most about Priest. Now, this is a compliment because this is the thing I hated the most, and it's almost nothing. Mm. But my God, why was he directed to do the Batman voice the whole movie? Why <laughs> why wasn't he allowed to just use his natural voice and accent? It would have been perfect. Yeah, it would have fit just perfectly. Character. And I don't maybe Legion does do that. But in this, I was annoyed immediately when I went, oh, you're doing that? Okay, well, right. you, right. Are, you are freaking Paul Bettany. You have one of the best, most famous voices now. You're Jarvis, for hell's sakes. You're freaking, right. uh, <laughs> now you're a robot with a, with a thing for in his head. Sakes, I love it. Like, you're yeah, just yeah. so cool. Talk now like you do still, normally. Just say no words. He was, still, he was still a dark and broody. When, when, he, when he goes into the, I, I don't know, it's, it's a character study. But it is interesting that it was the previous year that, that he did Legion or yeah. the years leading up to this. I, I wonder if he did not get attached to this project because he probably used some of that 
Legion information from the source material of, of the comic for this one, uh, Priest, because that one is a lot more dealing with fallen angels than uh, we didn't really well, isn't, explore that. Isn't Legion, we didn't explore that at all in, in this particular. Legion's film. also based on a comic, I think. Uh, not I, the I Marvel comic. So, oh, really? Right. Not, not the Marvel not the, thing, which, though. Mar- the, the Marvel Legion is the TV show that was on FX. Yeah, with, totally, um, totally different Legion. Totally I'm not sure about that. But that's why I'm. That's why I'm not sure because I don't know in comics if you right. can get away with using the same names for things like that. Not not copyright reasons, but like confusion reasons. Um, mm-hmm. Like you know, there are two movies called Serenity, and there's only one that's good, and we all know what it is. But <laughs> <laughs> for me. I just well, want to say, for yeah. me, Paul Bettany will always be Jeffrey Chaucer from A Knight's yeah, Tale. Of course, of course. And like, that is just like, that is him coming, bursting onto the scene as a character actor. And I just like, I don't like it when uh, a director, ob- it's obviously a director's choice here, just strips the actor of their best quality. <laughs> That's just like, mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. Every time, I, I spent a lot of the movie sitting on my couch going, Oh yeah, we're gonna talk like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks like uh, Legion was not based on a comic book. And by the way, if you ever look at the movie poster, and I've never noticed this until now, it 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 looks like the worst Photoshop job of. Hey, can we quickly add a gun? Uh, yeah, that, like that gun. A gun. It looks so bad. I mean, it <laughs> yeah. is like I. Uh, it's, it's cool to think that this you'd have this ancient sword dagger weapon in one hand. That's cool because yeah. he's a yeah. thing. Right. But also, it's a modern era, so let's have a gun. That's also cool. But you know what? Have it in the photo you took in the first place. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> There's the reflections, the shine on that do not match anything it's else. It's so here. bad. Oh my gosh. But yeah, bad. looking at the Legion page, it looks like it is. It was an original thing. Right. But it is. Right. But it does. Uh, Dominion, the TV show that we talked about a minute ago, continues from Legion. So, oh, did I didn't you, did know you that. that I didn't. Yeah, so they are. I didn't know they were connected. They are connected. Okay, so connected. yeah, he, he, I kept thinking Priest went on to be a, a TV series because it is one of those long form stories that would lend itself to a you know. Oh, a this longer yeah, form. this is made for the USA Network, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you know what? Do it right, and it's made for. It's made for HBO, HBO if you HBO? do it right. Sure. Yeah. Like you, that's, this is what I would but like. But you start over. I mean, if you do, if oh, you. Uh, 100% you start over. Yeah. 100. Yeah. No, no way they go, hey, <laughs> let's just make the first. In fact, we'll just show it on the channel. Let's just show that movie again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bad idea. This bad movie idea. reminded yeah. me a lot of in the, in how I felt when I watched the original Stargate movie. It was such an abbreviated attempt at telling this complex that's blending a great of, comparison. Yep. Yeah. And and so we got a complex blending here as well. And I feel like it would have been great to be a series. It's just so uh, underserved. And and you've got two yeah. of these amazing old guy actors playing high ups in the church. Oh, yes. Uh, Christopher we Plummer and talk- that other guy. Christopher yeah, Plummer yeah. is just a treasure. He's so and great. He's, he's now 90 years old, guys. Yeah. He was just in Knives Out. I can't get oh, over it. Oh, right. Christopher Plummer yeah. is still working. I actually think he retired. I think he said Knives Out was going to be his last performance. Oh, maybe. Yeah. But well, as a way to man, go out because it was fantastic. <laughs> 90 years old. Man. Yeah. He's just, he is a, not just an international treasure, but that man is as regal and as with it and has the stage presence he's always had in every freaking thing he does, including this, which isn't great. And it's just like, and it's not even enough to, of him. But when you get him, you're like, Oh, you've just you've elevated elevated the material there, sir. Well done, right? Yeah. 
had some yeah. really interesting uh, actors that were picked for this film, and I was kind of surprised because I thought this was a much lower budget, but it's actually a pretty large budget with Paul Bettany, Carl Urban, Maggie Q showing up, mm-hmm. uh, Christopher Plummer. Also, we had uh, Lily Collins, Phil mm-hmm. Collins' daughter. Yeah. Didn't know that. Oh, really? Trivia. Oh. Yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't know it. I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Uh, she's she's in a bunch of stuff now. She's She did okay with herself. Uh, yeah, Brad Dorif. Don't forget Brad Dorif. When oh, I get to Brad, Brad Dorif, for me, Brad Dorif is the best thing in this movie. <laughs> if, if, we, well, if we, if we did photography, then Brad. Dorf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you do, if this movie, or sorry, if we did a, a Lord of the Rings connection, we'd have a big one there because Brad Dorif and uh, Carl Urban Carl had Urban. Yeah. had a really. In fact, this is great because, in a way, this is revenge because mm-hmm. Brad Dorif or Carl Urban tries so hard to get to the Brad Dorif character in Lord of the Rings. Uh, the two towers and could never quite do it and take him out. And in this movie, he immediately gets to leap across the room, suck all his blood out and turn him into a familiar or whatever the hell he did. Yeah. So I just thought, ah, finally sweet release after all these years. There's a weird thing going on with, with this film. There's two actors that were born on the same day. And that day happens to be one day before my birthday. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause I kept, yeah. Brad Dorff is born on March the 18th. And I believe as well as, um, Lily Collins is born on the well, 18th. Wow. Dorif's a lot older than you, so different year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, okay. no, we're not the same, same age, yeah. just the same birthday. Yeah. Wait, were the were those yeah. two? Those two weren't born on the same day and year, right? Because no, Lily Collins no. seems yeah, like Lily she's Collins a lot and Brad the same day. She's a vampire. <laughs> okay. Uh, as well as Phil Collins. Yeah. Yeah. As, uh, yeah. yeah. Phil Collins, as know, we know, is a vampire as well. Yeah. You remember we were going to watch that Dracula 2000, then we decided it was garbage or got pulled or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, Christopher Plummer plays a character named Abraham Van Helsing. Oh, in that one. oh. shut up. Maybe we still got to get to that if it ever shows up again. But Well, don't forget about Cam Gigandant. Uh, our, our, what <laughs> no, Gigande, by the way, I, I looked it up. Gigande. Oh, Hicks. All right. Hicks Gigande. was also in Twilight. Yes, he was. He was, he was a vamp. He was a vampire in that. There's a lot of crossover had, vampire. People no vampire in this one, though. No, I had to look it up to the, um, that we have a local, uh, pizza chain here called the rock, uh, wood fired pizza. And I had to yeah, look up where good. locations were because I wanted to see if you guys were familiar with it. It's not in South Carolina, yeah. California, or Utah, but it is in like Seattle, Texas, and uh, Colorado. Uh, Cam Gigande is a Gigande is a part owner of oh, <laughs> the, wow. Rock, the Rock Wood Fired Pizza. Yes. That should be the large size pizza, the Gigande. They should call it that. Yeah. <laughs> Would you so, like medium, small, medium, or Gigande? <laughs> so, so does he come in and throw some uh, knives at a pizza, slices it all up? Yeah. And, uh, that's right. Says he's even better with a gun. Yeah. Two points to this pizza: A and M or F and B. He's a oh, he's yeah. a ha- handsome young man, but he's uh, I think miscast here. I don't think he's rugged enough looking. I think he looked too much like no. a WB star. Like to a me. CW yeah. character. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, and and that's a that's a shame because all you got to do is change that guy's like look a little bit. Like you know how Brad Dourif, like mm-hmm. y- you can see worm tongue in there, but he's always wearing a hat. They they gave him the you know the disheveled greasy hair you know what I mean like mm-hmm. yeah. you can just mess you can just mess up these guys they don't have to look like pretty boys yeah these, they, these, they did a weird thing a lot of the wasteland uh, individuals were you know like you said CW looking people all the way from our first introduction to uh, Lily Collins uh, and and her family I'm like there's no way these people have left the city. 
to look for a better life and look like this. They didn't live <laughs> in that pollution ridden place right. and then head out to the, you know, to the wasteland. Yeah, I, Everybody I should look like garbage. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and like the only thing they've got going for them is an amazing gun. Yeah. Like that's yeah, it. Yeah. How do, how do you survive out here? Really cool. We gun. have this gun right here on the wall. Mm -hmm. And then of course they pull it down and we don't get to see him use it. The, oh, yeah. the families in the wasteland was the weakest part of this film because they kept trying to make them modern, you know, two thousands families, but yeah. living with this old technology, even though we had, we had jet bikes with digital displays. <laughs> we had right. people listening to old timey, uh, vinyl records with not even like you know 70s stuff like early 1900s kind well, my, of uh my favorite player it's a weird mix about the, the jet the jet cycle crotch cycle technology right. was that it, they also had nitrous oxide nitrous. Yeah, the, nitro. <laughs> oh my god yeah. like, well, i don't i don't think that's how that's that would do anything like it seems like they're this, already you're already going to play out a jet engine as as fast as it goes. Yeah. Well, they also they also charged it, right? They had he had a solar yeah. charger. So mm -hmm. why are you doing solar that? Charger. If you got nitro, that means you've got gas. Why are you charging the damn thing? Not, you know, not it's a hybrid. It's a hybrid. Right, okay, exactly. got it. So Paul Bettany's best acting <laughs> was by far the green screen action of him riding those jet bikes because I believed he was about to be blown off that jet bike at any moment. Mm. The whole time he's riding it. Yeah. He looked good. Yeah, and he's a tiny man, and so like the idea that he was controlling this huge thing in the first place with already right. it just looked like he was holding on for dear life. Mm -hmm. You know, it yeah. was so good. Yeah, it was it pretty was good. So good. Hey, by the way, we haven't even mentioned the fact that that dude at the homestead who had to try to ward off the stuff oh, and put his daughter yeah. in the basement was freaking <laughs> vampire. Yeah, Stephen Moyer, okay, okay, the guy from Blue, okay. True Blood was in there, and that was a hot, yeah. a hot rock and nothing for him. Um, so I guess if you get in with the vampire, you know, movement in Hollywood, I guess you right. just kind of, you know, hop from one project to the next. Your your uh, your resume, you know, when you send it out for auditions and stuff is like right. um, like kind of a pale blue. And they immediately <laughs> say, oh, this guy's done vampire work before. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. To the top of the it's list. Him. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Brian, did you recognize the wife? Mad Chen Amick. I did from Twin Peaks. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. knew. I knew you'd. Uh, and Shelly. Shelly in the Diner. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. I don't want <laughs> Riverdale. Come on. Get my Riverdale people up in here. <laughs> oh, I remember the Riverdale existed, but I never saw a single episode. <laughs> didn't that have, didn't that have like half the cast of Beverly Hills 90210 as people's parents? Yes. Yeah. And, it, it kind of did. And it, 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 it was good. It's it was still good. on, right? Isn't that still a thing? It still is. Yeah. There's, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, Okay, look. It's shit. Watch the first. By the way. Watch the first. No, I watched watch the, the whole season. first season. Watch the first season of Riverdale and then stop. I watched the whole the first, first season. season. I watched it all. The first and it season was I bad. thought was good. It's bad. It was good. No, it's bad. It's a. It's, it's a. It's a. It's an adult, uh, freaking soap opera take on uh, Archie and Veronica and all that. What's but what's wrong with that? Nothing. Every nothing. generation. That doesn't mean it sucks. No, no, no. Though. See, that's Every the generation. problem. That's the problem. The concept is fine, and they do this in the comics as well, and they do a great job in the comics. I have no problem with that concept. That's a great idea, but it devolves right. into the most worst possible like relationshipy shit. It's bad. Just bad. Well, of course it is what it's supposed to be. That's what that's what Archie Comics was was about, you know, young uh teenage relationships. It it devolved, it went from being something uh kind of supernatural, kind of twin peaks, 
and then uh, kind of goes into this, you know, this this coming of age uh, that that every generation has to do, and has to have actors portray uh, that coming of age. Yeah, it's but like that, if it's imagine if there's what is it that makes what is it that makes Arch the whole Archie universe um, appealing? Not appealing, but unique. Like if you're really just doing a high school drama that's just set in a town that happens to have the same name as the old comic book, because right. there was never, and I know that Archie's gotten dark in recent years, but there was never in the original comics any murder that had to be figured out over the course of a <laughs> well, right, they did, uh, they story did arc. They solving. They did that. Yeah, some, the, but remember, comics. but keep this keep this in mind. The the dark stuff that you're referring to of it is only not only just a recent thing, but it's also still only like little one-offs here and there. They still have like mainline Archie comics that are the yeah. sort of purebred, regular Going old soda shop and hanging out. And yeah, exactly. To the drive-in with. Betty. Yeah, with okay. Betty because and now Veronica's jealous and all that. <laughs> but it's all it's like got this kind of innocent fifties kind of quality to it. It always has, which is why it's fun to take it in weird places like the zombie the zombie thing they did yeah. in the comics yeah. was mm-hmm. great. Uh because it just was bloody and awful and it, that would actually be a better show. But uh but but Riverdale had an opportunity, is what I'm saying. Well they and still they blew do because it. each season each season they kind of they look at it like tackling new genres, kind of like uh American horror story kind of does with tackling new uh, concepts of, of horror. It's like, okay, well this season we're going to go with this type of horror and this season and Riverdale does something somewhat similar thing yeah. uh, with different genres. I, I wish a, I, I liked it. I have a top subject here that I desperately want to talk to you guys about. You're my people when it comes to this. So, right. so there are, I'm currently rewatching deep space nine yeah. like from beginning oh, to me end. Me too. I it's probably the fifth time <laughs> since, oh, wow. since it came out that I've watched through the whole series. I do I do this every five years or so. Mm. And uh as I'm going through it, I'm being constantly reminded of the fact that I am kind of wasting some of my time because there are some stinkers. <laughs> like there are some episodes sure. that just don't need to ever be rewatched again. They're they're these one-off things. They have no impact or they're not impacted by the the main story arcs at all. And I'm just like, I wish there was an app where someone who really got me and what I like could take a whole TV series and reduce it. Not a lot, like, but just take out like the 30% of episodes <laughs> that I don't need to watch mm-hmm. in order to binge the whole series and enjoy it. And it'll actually make me enjoy it more. I and think- I, I feel that really, really strongly about series like Community. Oh my God, are there some stinkers in Community? Oh, the whole and, season. Yeah. <laughs> And right, right. So like with Parks and Recreation, you'd stop at the end of the of the of the actual final season and never watch the revival season. Post, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. think I don't think that would be somebody who would really have to get you. I think that's somebody because I think universally nobody needs to see the the Nikki and Paolo episode of Lost. Nobody needs to see the the baseball episode of Deep Space Nine or the, the, uh, the there's several. And <laughs> so you get my you get my drift, the nightmare I, episode of uh, Star Trek next generation or yeah. the reason i'm talking about this with relation to priest is because watching this movie i was like oh i feel like that somebody somebody took a 
uh, um, three movies or a movie series or a TV series, and they went too far with my idea, mm-hmm. and they cut out they cut out so much <laughs> that I'm like, they didn't leave me wanting more. They left me feeling like I'm missing out, you know? Yeah. And that's a, there's there's a there there's a problem there. But if anybody knows, by the way, of a, like a website that tries to do this, that tries to supercut series, I would love to know about. Yeah, it. Yeah, I would. Oh. I would love that too. I, I, this is one of those movies where I I I, I think there's some it's got major problems. There's a reason it flopped and it isn't, you know, it's not because it isn't a cool idea. It's because it was just kind of badly executed. And, and I could admit all that, but I feel like I'm happy that I saw it because right. It sparked a bunch of cool ideas in my head. I think part of the reason I enjoyed it more is I'm in the middle of reading East of West, which is this amazing comic run on uh, image comics. If anyone's ever never read it, you should. It's this really great sort of alternate take on what happens in history. And, from the civil mm-hmm. war on and, and now we're way in the future and it's got four horsemen of the apocalypse and all kinds of cool shit in it. It's just a really rad comic. I think if you like saga, you'd probably really like oh, yeah. uh, East Love of West. Saga. Anyway, it's on comiXology is unlimited. So I'm just, I'm just tearing through those volumes right now and I'm loving it. And I think because I'm in the middle of reading that this may have worked even better because there's a lot of similar, mm-hmm. similar t- tones and vibes to the sort of future, this dystopic mm-hmm. future it portrays. I think that helped, but Overall, I'm like, yeah, I've seen Priest now, and, and it had rad ideas yeah. and made my imagination go places, and that's good enough for me since I already pay for Netflix and it was streaming basically for free. So, you know <laughs> and I, mean? I got one of those film sack movies out of the way. Yeah, now it's funny because um, I just watched Tina. I just binged the whole Snow Snowpiercer series, oh, which also yeah. features a train and also features Paul Bettany's wife Jennifer Connelly uh, mm. running the train. Oh wow! And, can I, can uh, I just say again? Don't you wish you'd seen Priest first? Like it's just <laughs> another one yes. of those things. Yeah. Yes. Okay, for but sure. but did you real quick before you go on to your point, Ibit? Can you just give me a, a an up or down here, a thumbs up, thumbs down on the whole experience? Did you enjoy it? Was it good? Oh, of of Snowpiercer, Snow- yeah. thumb, thumbs up. I really did enjoy it. Okay, and good. um, I haven't seen it yet. It feels nervous. like a, it feels like one of the better premium cable. Oh, it's not premium cable, but not basic cable. What's in between, like? You know, TBS and yeah, yeah. FX and things like that. What do you There's call those? Between... I think they're still basic cable, right? That's, that's why cable. I always call them okay. basic cable. Premium cable is still HBO Showtime, that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right. So it's one of the better basic cable series. Okay. Like, that's high uh, praise because there's a lot of yeah. great basic cable yeah. content. Okay. It's All right. not it's not as good as I mean, at the top of that list I would put Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. Fargo. Um Fargo. Oh, Ar- uh, uh, Fargo is, is yeah another example. Legion, even the Legion, the TV show, I'd say, oh, yeah. went places in the second season that I was not expecting it to go, mm-hmm. and and you know really turned MCU kind of stuff on its head with yeah. that. I guess it wasn't really MCU as Fox, but Mr. Robot's one of those. Do we, where do we put Netflix originals? Like what? Uh, like mm. what, what, I think what, you can't. You those have to be premium like streaming. Yeah. Streaming originals have there's, to be their own thing. Yeah, I guess so. But they're 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 closer to HBO or more of a premium for sure cable because idea. they have the freedom of doing in a, in a whatever world, they want. In a world yeah. without Amazon Studios and Netflix making you know, like Peaky Blinders and Fleabag, those would have been on Showtime, right? Probably. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, for sure. Maybe yeah. not Showtime. They've been bad lately, but maybe HBO or somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you should think about it. Show, show, some Showtime. Name the last really big hit on Showtime, and I can't think of one. Really uh, isn't kidding Ray on Donovan. Showtime? Uh, yeah, but is it a huge hit? 
Oh, I don't know if it's a huge hit. Yeah, I mean, Ray Donovan, but that's how many seasons old now? Shameless. Yeah, that's the only selling old. point of Showtime. Every time I look into Showtime, I'm like, I want to get Showtime. I'm like, mm, Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan. Before, before Internet Studios, what what would uh, uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel have been on? What would have been the network for that? I mean, that's funny because that feels Showtimey. Uh, okay. to me yeah. in the in the heyday of showtime because there was a time you know they had dexter and they had freaking california mm-hmm. which i didn't like but you know they had <laughs> but they had it they had <laughs> it <Yeah. laughs> nonetheless they still Speaking had of, it. i only watched it for the articles yeah <laughs> <laughs> i watched it for hey which actress who's never been naked before decided to go ahead and give it up for this thing? <laughs> right. Was going to use this as their opportunity. Yeah. Speaking of, yeah. Speaking of happy birthday, David Duchovny. Can you believe he's 60? What? What? Yeah. That's not What possible. a weird world. I, I want to believe that he's 60. Get I want to believe. <laughs> yeah. No, is that true? It's today then. His birthday yeah. is today. That's funny that we were just saying. Today or yesterday. I remember seeing him come up. Uh, the left side of my iPad and my home screen is always uh, who's celebrating birthdays today because I use it for for music oh. stuff as well. And I remember seeing him always, on there. The only sad part David- about that is his he will never look as good as his co as his co star on uh, uh, Jillian Anderson will always look better than him. She looks amazing. Oh, well. right don't course. you think? Don't you think there's probably going to be a, a revival for David Duchovny later in life? Like he's going to get to play an old man the way that like Clint Eastwood got to. Yeah. I always like that too. When that happens, like the, the, the idea that Judy Dench is her, her best years were in her, her, her old lady, old lady, like her sixties and seventies. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And I'd love that. And and when that happens to older actors, like I really liked some of the weird stuff you get out of James Garner toward the end. And like, that's that I like that kind of resurgence. So yeah, why not? David Duchovny, come back. I don't even think of Tommy Lee Jones as an actor existing before like age fifty-five. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> right, yeah. He joined he joined AARP and started acting. <laughs> so I think of it. Well, and it's like it's a uh, uh Ermin Trout, the guy who plays Mike Ermin Trout. You know, you he comes to comes to our attention in Breaking Bad. And then it's like, oh man, he's so good. And then it's like, oh wait, he was in that old episode of Star Trek: Next Generation. Oh, he was in that old episode of, stuff, of this yeah. or that. And but, and he, but he just he never kind of, got his ticket till he was later, right? Yeah, it's, right. It's a lot like um, who was I thinking of the other day? Oh shoot, I had a name in my head and it just popped out. But there was somebody I was thinking of the other day who was like so great in their later years, and you wouldn't think of him in any other way. Like that's mm-hmm. just that's mm-hmm. the actor you think of, I, and, and in yeah. Tommy Lee Jones's case, turns out it is a country for old men. You can have a whole career while you're an old man. <laughs> right. I came across it's a resurgence a, for old men. Yeah. <laughs> I came across a friend of a friend the other day who really dislikes Ryan Reynolds. Why? Wow. He's nice. My, He's my nice initial, guy. my immediate I'd say that's American, that. but he's Canadian. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I think I, I, he could totally be the PM of British Columbia if he wanted to be. So anyway, I, I just my first reaction to that, and it was really strong, was, well, you're going to have to put up with that guy starring in things for another fifty years because mm-hmm. there is just no doubt in my mind that we're going to have middle aged Ryan Reynolds and we're going to have old man Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. He's never going to stop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he's a nice, he's a nice guy. He just gave, uh, uh, raised a ton of money for like disabled people. And I don't know. I just like him. He's great. Yeah. He's laying around with, you know, uh, what's her Blake name Lively. there? Blake, Blake, mm-hmm. Blake, Blake Lively. Breaking, breaking Lively. Breaking Lively. Another great cable, basic cable program. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know who's amazing and has aged well and just every time I think 
Make he's he's apexed in his acting career. Ernest Borgnine. Mark. Oh. Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> oh Mark yeah, Ruffalo no Ruffalo. Always, he looks better every year, don't you think? Every even when he gets, even when he like does his uh, that that re, he just did like a series. I think it was yeah, series the HBO series, Netflix. Um, yeah, HBO yeah. series. Uh, it's called uh, what I, I I know this much is I know true, this much is true. Yeah, and I love yeah, that yeah. series. There was and a thing like, he, uh, There was a movie he did uh, that was should have been a contender for Oscars this last uh season it was 2019 movie and i'm trying to remember what but it was based on the the teflon uh water pollution situation and he gained so much weight for that role it was so weird seeing him and i guess he kind of even had a little bit of that fake poundage added to him for um I know, I know this, this much, much is true. Dark yeah. Uh, oh, dark yeah. Dark waters. waters. That's right. But the, yeah. And the, I know this much is true. He gained weight for the brother role. Not a ton, yeah. but enough to mm-hmm. differentiate. Enough to make a difference. Yeah. And then they went ahead and made a series and a bunch of scenes for the first time in my life where I never thought once that that this is trickery and that that's just both Mark right. Ruffalo. That show blew my freaking mind. It was so yeah. he was so good. Oh, my gosh. And the fact that, well. The Emmys are for next year. We think maybe not Emmys. No, yeah, Emmys. Yeah, the Emmys for next year should include that as a as a limited series or whatever because it didn't do it this year. So I assume it wasn't eligible yet. Because mm-hmm. if that's if if not, if they just skipped over him, I I give up all hope in anything TV ever does. <laughs> Y'all are idiots, man. It was an amazing <laughs> performance. It was so good. You know who's so ageless though? Maggie Q in this film. Yeah. She just continues to no matter how old she gets, she still looks like the same age. She's yep. just I wish my last name was Q. That's a great name. Yeah. Mm. Isn't it? Well, I'm sure her last name really isn't Q though. Her last name is Quigley. And and Down I under. get it. Yeah. Like if you're if you were if your name if you were born Margaret Quigley, you might uh, want to <laughs> go by a better name. Yeah. Um anyway, Mar- Margaret speaking speaking of Margaret Quigley. Uh, I just, I just absolutely love that the other priests, which I, I guess our main priest is the one named priest, but the other priests right. are priests. It was very confusing. I just wish they'd give them names. And she's priest. Anyway, yeah. I just right. loved, I loved how the other priests were treated. They're badass. They're so cool. We, we make Black Hat as a villain by having one of them attack him in a Kung Fu Western sequence oh, so that was so good. Yeah. Yes. But then, but then we don't, we don't really need uh, more than that. Right. We're just like, you just believe in them anyway. Like when, when mm-hmm. she finally shows up and she's, uh, you know, hanging out with the priest named priest, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, you're just like, I know there's a badass fighter inside her. I don't need, right. uh, you don't have to prove to this. Did to you, did you know when you saw her that she was going to know? If she threw two rocks in the right place, he'd be able oh, to climb geez. on top of those rocks that was, I, to run across my eyes. My <laughs> eyes rolled. I, I hated it, but I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, on. my eyes rolled all the way 360 degrees back Come to their on. normal position. It was so yeah. bad. Right. Yeah. It was really but bad. I did say, I still my optic was, nerve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, it, yeah, some of the things that they did in this movie really aggravated me like, like that. And the fact that there's no sense. Okay. You don't have to wait for a train, by the way, the most explosive train in the universe. Oh, my God. You don't have to wait for a train to get <laughs> to the track where it's going to cross to blow up the track. You can blow up the track at any time that you right. want right. because it's not going to change the fact that the track is gone mm-hmm. and a train can't yeah. stop. Yeah. I don't and, understand. Like, um, what are you waiting for? It's blowing up. Also, okay, so my assumption is the vampires are highly flammable because there's no way be. that train blows up like <laughs> yeah. that. Secondly, there's no way that bike would have done anything. It would just have thrown it off to the side. No big deal. 
I I mean, yes, it, it depends, right? Like, well, she's trapped it with loaded. explosives. Loaded with explosives, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot that's what they did. I for, yeah. in my head, I was yeah. actually thinking that the chick in the bucket in this movie was those damn explosives that never got used. No, so they actually, the chick they in actually, the bucket was the chicken heads in the bucket. Right. Yeah, when she <laughs> when she when she gets back to her, there's a there's a whole there's a whole thing where she gets back to her to her ordinance, and it's now been uh disabled yeah. by the mm. people who attacked her and she holds up a part of the bomb and i'm and i'm like oh yeah look at this i am showing you the viewer this what this looks like and then later you see that strapped to her bike i must have right. i must have blinked she's, she's very subtle. Long. Yeah, I it's very it. subtle totally missed that part i to me it was like the most ultimate or ultimate explodable bike and i missed the whole yeah, idea but- I mean, at first I thought maybe that it was the vampires who were explosive because, you know, lots of times in movies we portray vampires when they're exposed to the sun. Yeah. Right. They, 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 they burst in the flames. Yeah. But uh-huh. that's not how it's portrayed here in the film. Apparently, they're this light sensitive because they're, you know, they're albinos of some sort and they have. They have no eyes. I don't know how they, they have no eyes yeah. like that. Again, to creature design Correct. because I think the. Well, they were the great. High protector and the vampires themselves really cool looking. Yeah, and the, and it looked, way, cool. it looked great. By the way, that, that, those C, I don't know who they use for CGI for this thing, but that, that stuff holds up, looks just fine, looks yeah, as good as anything great. you'd see today. That stuff looked great. No Best Maggie Q performance for me: Balls of Fury. Balls of Fury is a yeah. is a ping pong comedy. Uh, uh, there was a hot minute where the guys who made Reno Nine One One could do anything mm-hmm. they wanted. And so they were allowed to make Balls of Fury, and it stars Maggie Q, and she's amazing. That is a poorly reviewed film, Dan, but I remember Dan wanting Fogley to see it. Dan is, is, is it's stupid, but it's it's fun. I like I'm Dan scrolling through her list of like uh, what she's done to see if I have a oh yeah Mission Impossible three she was in. Oh yeah, she's a she's a Mission Impossible mainstay. Yeah, she's great. She's very cool. I like her. I don't think she was given much to work with here, and it was all kind of one note, but. Um, she has a presence. I, you know, that that was another thing that you could, of course, complain about this movie is that they the, the heavy handedness they did with the with, with the family relations as you do in in these kind of films. You go, oh, big reveal. I'm Ken here. Oh, by the way, we had a love interest before. You know, it's, it's all supposed to appear on the surface is, you know, disconnect. But then we slowly reveal uh, familiar aspects of the relationships. And it was a little heavy handed or maybe just. Hand wavy, yeah, a little hand wavy. I liked. I wish we would have gotten. Speaking of familiar, uh, more on the familiars would have been fun. I think they were some of the best. Scenes. I would watch a whole series called the Familiars. I yeah. would watch that. I would especially that first. <laughs> that guy, that the twitchy the second, guy. <laughs> yeah, the twitchy guy that we made like a million gifts oh, yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. That guy was acting way out of everybody's league. Yeah. <laughs> he was killing it. Yeah. 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 He was top of his game. He was great. Yeah. I, I could have used more of that stuff. And if one, sorry, one more Maggie Q thing. If my last name was Quigley, I would also change it to Q. I'm just saying, because her, because <laughs> her name would have been Maggie Quigley and that's awful. That's a terrible name. Margaret, yeah, exactly. Well, and yeah, Margaret, and you visualize Quigley. somebody else. You visualize an older curly hair, blue haired, uh, bingo right. with, a, with a mustache. Yes. Right. Margaret Quigley. You've won <laughs> the, the game. Please come to the desk and turn your chips in. Like exactly. That's who that is. Our love interest for the film is going to be a woman named Margaret Quigley. <laughs> oh, no, that's all right. I think I won't invest in this film. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, and the fact, you know, love interest is a funny way to put that because, you know, they've got the whole uh, vow of celibacy thing running through this. And yeah, 
And they, they forced Vala celibacy at that. The church came and uh, retrieved uh, priest Paul Bettany's character uh, and forced him into this well, life so, of servitude. Okay, so help me with this because this is a plot point I did not absorb for some reason. How did he impregnate right. someone to get the kid? Oh, this is prior. He was late in age, the same age as Hicks is currently in this film. He was taken away uh, by by the uh, by the church to be trained because of certain skills that he had. All right, so Pedro so, Pedro had been to Virginia before the conversion, <laughs> right? Okay, so so okay, all right, that's fine. I guess I don't know. That seemed weird. Who's the mom? Do we know the mom? We don't know the mom. Yeah, she oh, died. It was the mom. That okay. was the actual mom. Yeah, that was the actual mom because the brother stepped in to oh, uh, to okay. take over. All right, because he he couldn't he couldn't. Uh, I'm just trying to think of a more underdeveloped character than that mother, and I can't think of one. She was so why underdeveloped. You what? <laughs> why you mention? Uh, yeah, bro, bro, right. why you, bro, you mention? Imagine Amick, also Riverdale mom, huh? Uh, River, Riverdale oh, yeah. mom. By the way, uh, Maggie Q is one of the people that um, is being speculated to star in what's being referred to on IMDb as either the untitled female expendables movie oh which maybe they should just keep that title or that's the bells oh <laughs> what is it expendables that's terrible Expendibles. yeah that's terrible but i love trying to imagine what the cast the would be for that movie because it's just yeah. so fascinating oh my gosh let's do it real quick here uh you got uh, what's that uh, yeah but who's the, who's the girl who's the lady that was in everything in the 80s and early 90s she was in um uh mia jovovich oh she's perfect uh, that's perfect. Bring her in. No, that's exactly I, I'm who we're you, for. I've thought about this a ton. Okay. All you do is bring out the original Charlie's Zoe Angels. Saldana. Oh, Michelle uh, Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just a good choice. Zoe Saldana is a good one. Although, I don't know. We're not like this. Expendables is always aiming for like, hey, let's get all the old guys. But I guess they had Statham and I don't know. Zo- yeah. Zoe Bell from Death Proof. Oh. Don't you want Zoe Bell from Death Proof? Yeah, that's uh, pretty good. Zoe Kravitz for good measure. Yeah, why not? The, She's from the whole Max thing the whole thing about the Expendables is that they're kind of older now, so like I want like Oh, uh, put Charlie uh, Theron uh, in charge it, of them all. Put Charlie Theron in charge. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> her and Sigourney Weaver and Linda Hamilton oh, shit. can all be like the Yeah. This yeah, is such a great I idea. I know. Why don't they do this? Are they going to do this? They should it's, do this. Uh, it, is, so. it is currently in the planning stages. Um, I'd here, love I'll give it. you the link here. Actually, so about, me, about as far along as us yeah. just brainstorming. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I don't know why I got so excited. The poll. According to the poll, Scarlett Johansson, Mila Jovovich, Cameron Diaz, Linda, Linda Hamilton, Sigourney Weaver, Olivia Wilde would be a good choice. Yeah. Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Michelle Yeoh, Uma Thurman, uh, Lucy Lawless. Michelle Rodriguez, Lucy Liu, Maggie Q, Meryl Streep. They're just uh, naming everybody. Oh, they really are. Meryl Streep. I like to see. No, her. Meryl Streep could be. She'd be in charge. She'd be <laughs> like. She's the, not really an action star as much the, as she's just a bad Charlie man. on the other end of the microphone. Yeah, yeah. she's the Charlie. Yeah. Exactly. Katie Sackoff is a good choice. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Betty, dude. Betty White's at the bottom of that list. Brian, Alice you could Eve. make it. You could make a T-shirt that says Katie Sackoff is a good choice, and I'd wear it. Because she right. <laughs> she's a great choice in all things. Katie yeah, Sackhoff is a good her. choice. Love her. Yeah. The other summer chi- glow. Oh, perfect. Oh, oh my gosh. Why don't they just make this shit? Just make it. Go film it. Because uh, we got this COVID. Oh going yeah, on. right. <laughs> all these White, you're right. Betty White is the last name on this yeah, she's list. The last thing. Shut uh, up. Is it really? Right yeah, Bridget she is. Nilsen. Right there. Bridget yeah. Nilsson, dude. Another good one. <laughs> 
I think you just basically find the female lead co-stars for every movie that the other Expendables. Uh, no one, no one could cut like Betty White as far as it goes with mental humor because you're you're thinking, oh look at this old lady, and then she comes at you and cuts you with all these, yeah. with all this great no, sharp wit. Uh, they got to hurry though. She's as old as Christopher Plummer and then some. So nah, she's not going anywhere. <laughs> you don't think so? All right. I dread the day. I truly do. Like uh, as much as it's a meme to dread the day that she would yeah. die. I, I personally dread yeah. it because she's amazing. Never going to happen. There's a, there's a whole list of older women that I'm just like bracing for them, them expiring. Like it's, it's, I call it the RBG list. Mm. And, and speaking of how awesome would it be for Ruth Bader Ginsburg to be in this female action movie? Right. That'd be all right. She's a tough chick. Get her. Uh, 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 what's her name from? Uh, I just mentioned her a while ago. Forgot her name. Judy Dench. Get her in there. Judy Dench. Oh, yeah. Get, Dench, sure. Gets the other British yeah. lady. What's her name? The Queen. Uh, uh, <laughs> Fran, Francine. You know what I'm talking about? She, Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. Get her in there. Yeah. she's good oh yeah get them all get the get the lady back who played um uh, bruce willis's wife in the diehard movies get her in there i don't know what her who she is but oh uh bedelia bonnie bedelia yeah you knew her name see We're, yeah because i watched parenthood oh yeah that's right well sign 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 her up she's great she'll <laughs> she's good she'll she'll have a fir- she'll have a, a perm uh she can also, uh yeah also much like uh maggie q bad name yeah it's bonnie a bad name Bede- yeah. I- I love this topic because what made the Expendables <laughs> interesting was not the action. The action is just action, but it's like a backdrop for these characters to have sort of mature, uh, in introspection, like to, to have relationships that are way around the bend and talk about it, you know? And like, so for me, like there, there are sequences in the Expendables between Stallone and Statham or or them and Mickey Rourke, mm-hmm. where I'm just like, wow, that is really good acting, and it's interesting stuff because of the fact that the action is secondary. And so, like, I could I could just imagine this this women led version of that being so much better, you know? Oh, like even- Famke Jansen, get her in there too. Sorry, you just oh, made me think yeah. of somebody. Great choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to th- barf that up like that, but she'd be great in there. Thank you, Jensen. <laughs> I just have another one. You could probably even Hold do uh, what's her beak? Uh, uh, who plays Storm? Uh, she'd be all right. Oh yeah, sure. Halle Berry. Uh, Halle Berry. Speaking, speaking of, Berry. speaking of, can I have a trip alert? Of course. Oh my gosh, this, this thing was getting dust on it. Here you go. Uh, where are all the women? Like our our. <laughs> Our vampires are vampires. the Expendables movie. Right. Yeah, the yeah. vampires, are, the vampires are obviously dudes. Like, I, I, I like it's like it's just it's just really strange to me how there's no there's no women. What if they called it? Hold on, sorry, I can't I can't go on unless I say this. What if they called this movie Femspendables? What if they did that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry, sorry. You know we you're can right. Discuss 20, 2011, We can discuss. I mean, we the we had Expendables. <laughs> I don't think the win. I don't think it has anything to do with the year. This isn't that long ago. I think. Well, what no. Is- well, it, it kind of does. I mean, it's, it's it's like right at the point where we really weren't talking about, uh, you know, having anything other than white guys in films. Really, I mean, twenty eleven. There was a discuss. It was it was an undercurrent of discussion, but in the public consciousness, you wouldn't find that discussion as often. It was there. We haven't even reached the point where we're you know questioning. 
award shows and why it all seems to be, you know, a certain way. So, I mean, go ahead, Randy. I don't know. Obviously there were some, like in the scene where Brad Dourif is trying to sell snake oil in a wasteland town. I think there were some women in the crowd, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, like the, you do secondary, but you, the movie just was left me constantly asking how all the, how these people are reproducing. Like, how are there, yeah. how's there a younger generation? How are the- how are the vampires? How are the vampires reproducing? Right, because oh, they re- the women are back in the hive in Hive Mountain. Yeah, mm. they they repo- <laughs> they made they made a whole hive full of people. Mm. Hive Mountain, a Hive yeah. Mountain. They made it's a whole. Kind of they- the only minority in the whole film is a woman named Margaret Quigley. Perfect. <laughs> right. We, right. We we <laughs> we can't like I I don't always want to hold stories responsible for you know the ex- externalities of realism. It's just I can't help myself. There's times when I'm like, okay, I've seen a lot of consecutive dudes at this point. Where are the women? Right. You yeah. Know? There weren't there weren't but enough. Maggie Q wasn't did, enough. Didn't y'all have you ever heard have you ever thought about they they bred themselves an army? I mean, I had to stop and think about for that for a minute. I'm like, how do you breed an army? I mean, that's that's a lot of work. Mm. Oh yeah. I mean that's yeah, what they especially did. Especially with no women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the same thing with the orcs and the Lord of the Rings. Like, we're, right? We're, like they have. But to they co- just they just kind of like yeah those those are just like oh those are supernatural right? Are these supernatural? Well, the Lord of the Rings orcs are grown, right? And right. Have that right? I, don't know. I mean, it's, that was the idea is that they were some that dark idea, magic right. and they pulled them out of the mud and I don't know it felt like they were plants almost, but <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, like it, it's a it is a weird. I mean, that's the thing. I like world building, but I also sometimes like it when a world builds itself in my own head. Mad Max Fury Road is why I love it so much. Is that um, mm-hmm. I don't have to be told everything. I don't have to be spoon fed everything. I can intuit so much from just a quick visual of Morton Joe getting his weird plastic shell put on him, and I can mm-hmm. infer so much from that. When I see a bunch of war boys and I see little kid versions, I'm like, oh yeah, they they train these these kids and now mm-hmm. they become full war boys and. Of course, they're like, warboard kids. Everything I see, I I can intuit and I can build a world, and it works. And I don't have a bunch of questions. This movie has moments of that, but then there are other parts where I'm just like, "Well, wait, you can't just go past that. Like, what the hell was the, this here that you're doing? Hold up, yeah. how did you make a train? Yeah, wait <laughs> a minute. That's why, why they just took over an existing. And train. then also, yeah. why did you make a train? Like, uh, there's yeah. gotta yeah. be yeah. other ways to keep vampires in the shade during the day. And right. why is it a Doctor Who TARDIS train? Like Randy said yeah. in his intro, you, yeah. you on the inside of the train is like what? Just we're inside a mobile home. <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. huge. Know. Yeah. You know what? Thinking about it, it's like all right, it gets you from point A to point B. You can put a lot of vampires in there and keep them from sunlight because you're not going to do the right. motorcycle. You're not going to do like a, a caravan of mobile homes or anything like that. You know, you got to have like something and it's kind of a juggernaut. You know, if you don't stop mm-hmm. at stations, you can pretty much pile drive your way through everything and get to the city. Yeah, I, I like that it was it, it showed up at night. You know, it traveled at night and it was like yeah. this almost ghost train. It had such yeah. a mm-hmm. had something to it that just made it ridiculous but also at the same time scary yeah the train had some uh, mystique to believable for sure yeah i i liked uh i I like trains i like the western stuff my biggest complaint about me trying to get behind feeling at all scared about the bad guy is that they they pretended okay so the very first scene is carl urban getting sucked into the hive okay right so then we're like oh well we're gonna deal with him later that's coming up (laughs) and then when it does He's got a shadow over him. His hat obscures his face for 20 minutes and he's talking, but it's clearly Carl Urban talking. And I'm thinking, 
who do you think you're what do you think you're hiding like don't hide yeah, don't yeah, yeah. And, like it's a big reveal yeah. when they finally yeah. show him and it's just like uh no it's we kind of all take, yeah. he takes his hat off and it's like i'm a priest no kidding yeah has that so ever worked i'm trying to think like i mean i guess vader worked for us as kids when he oh, revealed sure. his his parentage but usual suspects you know kaiser soze stuff yeah. it can work if it's done really really well and but not if it's in your opening scene and yeah. you get a good look at Carl Urban's scene. face. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you get, and, and it's yeah. Carl Urban who I know in 2011 wasn't quite the star he is today, but it was getting there. You know, yeah. this is like post, uh, this is two years after the Star Trek reboot. You think of that. You know? Oh, is it really? Yeah. 2009 was I the Star Trek reboot. No. See, that's the weird thing in the, with this, these movies, both this and Legion. I have them so skewed as to when they Wait, came out. Was, Car- was, was Carl Urban in, I'm not looking it up. But I just want to, I'm just trying to remember, was he in the RoboCop reboot or the Judge Dredd reboot? Judge Dredd. Judge okay. Dredd. It was called okay. Just Dredd and it was amazing. That is yeah. amazing. Did we do that here? I can't remember if we did that here. We did. I we, think we did. Mm. Oh, I love that movie I, so much. I don't know. Let me check no, quickzack.li. No, Joel Kinnaman was your, was your RoboCop. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, did we do, I'm saying, did we Dredd. do Dredd on here? I know, I know. I'm just saying, I'm talking about like. <laughs> We're, he was asking about the new version of RoboCop and the new version of Dread. And I was like, okay, yeah, well, he yeah. was Dread. The other guy was uh, Joel Kinnaman. Yeah, we've um, not done Dread by itself. We've done D- Judge Dread, episode three and 14. Dread, the one with Carl Urban, we have not done. And we really should, if only as an excuse to watch it again, because I love that movie. So love good. Movie. So Great. good. Oh, my gosh, it's good. Uh, oh, that's one of these things right. done right, by the way. So they get all of the and, – and you and you can forget all about Stallone and his dumb version and it world builds without <laughs> without forcing everything down your throat. You just intuit so much. Oh, it's so good. Of, a, of, the, <laughs> of the apocalyptic things that Carl Urban is in. Right. Uh, that's my favorite. What, what happens to a familiar when he uh, when he ter- becomes a familiar? I mean, why? Why? What? What's the body hair loss? Is it like <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to give this away? You don't want to let the world know? No, I think what they do is they they immediately have to look like the dude who sang for. Um, is that an Australian Midnight band? <laughs> Midnight Oil. Yeah, yeah. The time has come. They got to look like I, that guy. I'd like that we have just named every pale bald singer that ever. <laughs> we've we've, we've, we've Mike covered Mike it. Yet. Well, it's true. Now we've covered it. Yeah, now we've done it. Wait a minute. What? Wait. Uh, there's got to be another one. Ah, there's always more. Moby. 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 Uh, Moby. I named Moby in my intro. Oh, did you? Oh, that's right. Thing? You did say Moby. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Moby. Moby's a little too frail, though. He looks like a little. Like well, as, a little... Is Mo, as is Michael Stipe. They're uh, yeah. they're the ones you take out really quickly in the uh, <laughs> the, the city. Yeah, you Jericho, can't you, whatever it was, you yeah. can't blow on them too hard. Those guys both just. Fall <laughs> I feel like Billy it's Corgan would... a vegan vampire, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. The vegan <laughs> is a vampire. <laughs> so I I tell you the Hive Guardian. Oh. I, I I couldn't decide. I was like, oh, that's stupid. And I was like, ah, it looked like, like a doom pinky. Standard. Remember the doom pinkies? Yeah, uh, yeah I do. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. But it's basically just a big dog version of the vampires, right? Kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looked good. I, I was fine with all that. It looked really, a, you know, again, the CGI in this is actually top notch. It looked awesome. I don't know what oh, studio did it or what uh, totally convincing. effect shop did it, but it really holds up. It looks great. But then they stupid it up with her chucking rocks and him stepping on him. Like <laughs> stupid it up. I understand how physics works. How, and how physics doesn't yeah, work look. like that. So, you know. Where were we with uh with with uh with that kind of 
film and movement and martial arts at this point. Were we past Crouching uh, Tiger, Crouching Hidden Tiger, Dragon? Hidden Dragon? Yeah, How far like, were we? That past? was like that ten was years earlier. Yeah, that was like ten years before. Yeah. So, but that was that was such a style to that that you t- completely forgave any sort of physics issues like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. They did it a couple of times because they they never implied any supernatural abilities with the priest until they got to about that scene when the priests were leaping higher than a, a normal human could and then you start going oh is this some kind of yes, he drops down drops down the big uh, hole in yeah. uh, in uh, mountain this is Ivan. this is a good example of of what i have in my brain as the difference between having powers and having superpowers mm. this in this movie it feels like everybody who's fighting has powers they're mm. they're like they're super trained and they have really like they have great weapons that they're able to like priest moves so fast that you have to slow down time to see mm. what he's doing but it's not superpowers you know like he can't he can't use his telekinesis to break off a tree and whack people with it or something. Right. But he almost could, especially when he started walk when he started walking on those rocks and stuff. And I mean, and the way he was, the way they were jumping out of certain areas, you could tell they were you know, attached to wires and stuff. And it was a little bit over the top at that point. It, it broke outside of, of something that I was already doing, which was suspending my belief. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing about powers. If you're, as long as you're trying to stick close to reality, mm-hmm. you have to also satisfy my need for reality. Yeah. And, and yeah, there's yeah. just time there, there are going to be times where I'm like, Oh, that thing he does with the throwing stars. Yeah. Why doesn't he just do that all the time? Yeah. Right. Why is exactly. he not carrying a backpack full of those? Stars? <laughs> right. I yeah. saw some all of them. That was I'm so done. cool, man. That was something I actually wanted to be able to do. I'm like, oh man, what if you could drop some stars and you could just like flick them around? That'd be so cool. I did want to cool. print one of those because they are yeah. really cool looking. And that the, big cross he had, that metal metal. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. with the freaking like rivets in the it and stuff. Oh, yeah, but what? Badass. Okay, so the the rosary beads, I I love a lot of these scenes and they're you know slow mo and all that good stuff. I really dig those kind of things. I know it can annoy people when you get into that slow motion rosary beads falling. Well, to you're the, thinking to the you're ground. thinking they're gonna amount to something. You're thinking yeah, somebody's gonna more slip on them. Yeah. But it's actually just a beautiful visual, mm-hmm. and that's right. the thing. Like, oh, I, I, I don't know. I was expecting him to like kick them and they go explode right. or something. Right? I kept exploding, exploding or something. Instead, they're just banging against each other. I'm like, what are we doing? I also, right this was a good reminder that I would have really liked to have spent more time in that city, in the streets, in the kind of Blade yeah. Runnery look of everything. Yeah, yeah. Blade. It brings us to the Blade Runner thing. So yeah. it's like, yeah, it's this tickles all of your. It tickles your Matrix. It tickles your Ma- Mad Max fantasies. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it, it gives you yeah. your, your Blade Runner. <laughs> and it really, to where it really got me. I mean, I, I, I put a thing in the shared our, our little Discord thing, so you guys probably already know. But when they're driving out into the desert, and there's those giant statues mm-hmm. that are just sort of oh, falling yeah. apart you are now I living leaving the safety of uh of the protectors oh dude and even like like when they in 2049 the the blade runners follow up uh the yeah. the way they have vegas portrayed with those giant naked statues everywhere so mm-hmm. badass ah, yeah. i love the love fact it. that that we kept adding insult to injury to our own hubris and the fact that one of the things we were doing was huddling in cities and uh, you know, destroying ourselves with pollution to the point 
that we're going to allow vampires to resurge because the only thing that we have against them is the fact that we can operate in sunlight, but we've taken the sunlight from ourselves. Mm. And, uh, and now they're going to, the vampires are coming to our cities and we're not going to be protected. The one thing that we should covet, we, it's a, uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty simple trope though, right? There's, a, right. there's been lots of other movies that, that countered on that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure, I would have nothing, liked nothing new here other than the, this is like, you know, soup is nothing new, but in the right ingredients and served in the right way, you know, it's just like, oh, this is yeah. Good. This is one of those things that the the soup tasted fine, but the presentation needed work. <laughs> right. It's a really good <laughs> soup. Yeah, yeah. Was it was brought out in a paper bowl. Yeah. yeah, is that the problem? Well, you looked at it on the menu Damn. and went, oh, look at this on the menu. This looks amazing. Can I mm-hmm. meet the chef? And some yeah. derpy guy came out and went, here's your soup. Here's your soup. <laughs> like it just. It's just not the same as <laughs> a more competently produced derp, soup. Derp soup. Derp soup. Ugh, I don't want any of that ever. You guys, we're going to talk about Keeps. Keeps makes easy and affordable hair loss treatment for men. Yeah, that's right, fellow men. You got the hair loss. Well, how about some treatment for that? Losing hair sucks. Two out of three guys will experience this hair loss of some sort by the time they're 35. Luckily, thanks to today's advancements in science... Keeps, K-E-E-P-S, offers proven treatments that can help treat the symptoms of hair loss and keep you having that hair you love and already have. The sooner you start using Keeps, the more hail your hair, hair, hail, no, there's no hail involved, the more hair you'll save. So act fast. Many men experience re- uh, regrowth of their hair with Keeps treatments. You don't need to go to the doctor's office to get started. All you have to do is go to Keeps website online. To get your medical attention and discreet drug deliver- delivery from the comfort and privacy of your own home, which is a nice thing to do during these weird times, Keeps offers their products at half the cost of your local pharmacy, so you don't have to go broke to avoid going bald. Keeps treatments start at just $10 a month. So here's what I want you to do. Take some action and prevent hair loss. Get your first months of treatment for free by going to Keeps.com slash Filmsack. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash film sack for your first month of treatment for free. Uh, all right. I, uh, I got a lot of, I got a lot of clips. So, Oh, you have to, <laughs> how would you not get a lot You're, of clips? Please, yeah. please let us know who's talking because like I say, Paul Bethany just Bethany? impersonates Bethany? Is it Paul, Bethany? Beth- Paul Bethany. Uh, <laughs> he, he impersonates Carl Urban at times. And it's right. just it's just frustrating. Yeah, and there's a lot of that, like you said, Batman growl and all that stuff, which is stupid. But uh, I, uh, if there's any confusion, I can surely clear it up. Here's the clips. We'll begin with this one. The boy was mistaken. The boy was mistaken. Oh, thank mm. you, Father Cardinal Christopher Plummer. Plummer, Cardinal Plummer. Um, all right, I was really hoping we'd get to know a future Pope. We never got to see him. You know? Yeah. Because this is just like a Cardinal or whatever. I want like. Let's go to the Vatican with some, you know, space Vatican hovers above the earth with a really dark black wearing Pope up there going. (laughs) I mean, maybe probably would have got it in a sequel or something. Call him Pope hat. Yeah, it'd be great. I'll get you. He man. All right. Here's uh, here's Carl Urban talking. You're there for your own protection. If I let you out, you'll be torn apart. So that was Carl Urban just for the. I love Carl, Carl Urban. I can't. Oh, he's great. There's nothing wrong with Carl Urban. Oh, yeah. Deny his. I his love him. Voice. I'm and so he's ex- probably told just really ham it up for this. So yeah. I can't. I can't yeah. fault him for how he how he did this. Pretty excited for the boy's 
season two thing. Yes. Oh, right. Forgot. Yeah. It's like four weeks or something, three weeks, mm-hmm. whatever it is. I love that first season. Man. Pretty dark, though. Don't watch it with the kids. All right. Uh, Brad Dorif speaks. Vampires are a vicious lot. I have seen a vampire fight. Okay. Now, he does the greatest sound in the mo- movie. Ready? Here's Brad Dorif making the best sound in the movie. Go. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Isn't that great? He's saying he's saying all right, all right, because he's like fine, quit blowing oh, up right, my shit. Yes. But all yeah. right, all right. Hicks <laughs> so was, was blowing up his truck, like it's like blowing out his you know his headlights and stuff, and he freaks out. I love that. Yeah, scene. it was really good. So I'm going to use that for other stuff. All right, I don't know what for. I also like how subdued it was. I don't know if you noticed the the line later on when he's talking to uh, Carl Urban's character, Black Hat, mm-hmm. and he's uh, you know, he's like glossing over the priest parts. Like, yeah, the priest showed up, but that Hicks guy, that 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 guy's a jerk. He yeah. was really he wanted he, him he out. Kept into it. Yeah, yeah, he wanted him gone. Uh, here's an overdramatic as hell moment. I like to call it. I don't remember. I think this is. Paul Bettany doing things. So here it is. You find Lucy. Yeah, this is it. You bring oh. her home safe. Sorry, it's Stephen Moyer. And you promised me something, brother. Brother. Kill them all. Kill them all. Yeah, that whole brother was like a wrestling. It felt wrestling ish. That, is that just felt like that felt like they were about to go to commercial. <laughs> yeah, it really did. We'll be back to Priest after this short. <laughs> after this, Stephen Moyer's <laughs> character, Owen Pace, just uh, he just dies. I we'll mean, they didn't really. It's yeah. like, oh, it's like a uh, next scene. They're like burying him. Yep. Seemed like he was okay there. He seemed like he was. Uh, well, that's the pacing, oh, man. Right. It's just bam, 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 bam. Like no, yeah. no time for development. Nope. But also, mm-hmm. it, when it got slow, it was boring. So they were in a, It was a weird, rock and hard place. This movie. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Strange. All right, here's uh, some cool sound work. It's the sound of a vampire deciding it's uh, he's going to fight another day. I love shit like that. It was cool. Netflix, the 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 person who did the Netflix uh, closed caption for that apparently thought that the vampire was calling for help. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. So, so I was like expecting more vampires to show up because... <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh. Did, did anybody else know? Semi uh, hitting the brakes. Right. <laughs> <That's right. what laughs> did anybody else note a little bit too much of a difference between the quiet moments and the loud moments? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. kept having to turn it back down. Like, what did he say? Did the he mix was a little. Talking? Yeah, the mix was a little off. Paul, Be- Paul Bettany's, you know, low talk. Let me turn him up. And the next second, it's like screeching and yelling. Mm-hmm. Turn down. Uh, here, he wants your gun. Give me your gun. Okay. Thanks, Batman. What are you doing? I'm I'm carving little crosses in your bullets. What do you <laughs> what do you think I'm doing? <laughs> I did like the idea that there was something about him doing that, and I thought, oh, he's making bullets for himself. But then it turns yeah. out the whole time it wasn't for him; it was for this dude and his yeah. gun. But also, why why have the cross? What's the point? Is it just the symbol? oh? Well, you know that's 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 what's that's what's kind of odd about this movie, and I liked is the the idea that. A lot of things that have classically saved us from vampires are religious, yeah. you know, symbols, and so of course you would run to the church for this, and this is how the church acquired its power. And so, yeah, so carving those crosses, I suppose, was supposed to it's mean supposed to mean sort, something, sort of but I don't think it actually does anything. Is the point? Because if if it did, your city would just have a giant cross out front, and all the vampires would be afraid right, to right. go in. Right. 
you know, that was the that's that's the part of the brainwashing, I suppose, is supposed to be going on or yeah. maybe his belief system or whatever. However you want to look at it. Right. Is. But also, I think there's a there's an aerodynamics problem. Those those bullets are not yeah. going to fly straight well, now. It's more than that, because the, it, it made little sense to me. He was using, you know, what looked like standard bullets in this sci-fi gun. Yeah, that was weird. Mm. Again, it's a cool nod, but then they don't flesh it out, so, or they they. I mean, in yeah. in like the real world, there's a long history of soldiers carving little X's on the tips of their bullets. Like they, hmm. there's a belief that that causes the round to to shatter, to fragment more oh, readily yeah. as it as it right. hits someone. I thought they're little kisses. Oh. <laughs> they put oh. O's on the bullets. They're little hugs. Yeah, little yeah. hugs and kisses. It's like that girl in uh, Indiana Jones's class would put "I love you" on her eyelids. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. I always thought that that's was always weird. disturbed me. By the way, me someone too, used dude. A pen to write on that lady's that hurts. I know. It, especially she couldn't do it herself, right? You can't write with your eyes closed right. on your eyelids. It have to it be a felt. That'd yeah, be a felt pen, right? Like a ballpoint pen. That would be. Oh, it'd have to yeah. be felt, and it had to be a friend who knows about your pervy love for your for your like professor. A thin, soft sharpie. Yeah, right. Never liked that. <laughs> Always weirded me out. She's probably going to get like. Plus, it was the forties. You get some ink poisoning in her eye. They, they didn't have good pens <laughs> back know then. Non toxic uh, back then. No, yeah. no, that was just like the oil from a dead cow or whatever they did. I don't know what they did. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how long ago do you think the 40s were <laughs> we need to kill more cows get that oil make pens <laughs> all right here's a priest uh, i don't know what this is some priest thing are priests allowed to have relations uh, are they about to do it can they do it <laughs> weird what a weird, weird conversation. Not not that did not come up one time then maggie q shows up and he decides to start harassing her oh. with Sex questions. Yeah. yeah, you see the only other woman in uh, right. the universe. Yeah, that isn't like yeah, a, a, I've a, never a, had sex, and uh, it's the only heard. one that isn't a mother with a child that they're afraid to have killed. Right. Right. And it, the, your first thought is, "Can y'all do it?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just asking for a friend. Yeah, can y'all do it? All right, here's a. Let's begin. Let's begin. Some more Carl Urban cheese. Uh, a human vampire talk. A human vampire. Okay. He's just really over the top. And then uh, something about a daughter. Where's my daughter? Okay. That- <laughs> there was kind <laughs> of an Irish voice. thing there. Where's my daughter? Where's- Where is she at? Where are those where's guns, Tommy? Tell me where's my lucky charms. Yeah. Where- <laughs> where's my lucky daughter? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Finally, uh, what is this? Hold on. Oh, okay. Uh, this is just some shitty dialogue. All right. I stand by this. I mean this when I say it's bad. Enjoy. You would have made a good priest. Thanks. Don't let it go to your head. Yeah, that wasn't good. Yeah. Paul Bettany needs to be talking like Jarvis. What are you guys doing? What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, man. He's. You want to see another good live action Paul Bettany movie? See Master and Commander. Uh, around far the world. Side of the world. Yeah, far side of the world. He's great in that. He's like second in command guy, or like the guy that writes everything down while they do shit in their boat. He's, he's. <laughs> I just. I What's am... your job description? <laughs> I can't think how to describe it. I write everything down while we do shit in the boat. <laughs> I am. I am realizing right this moment that Scott Johnson has never read any of the Aubrey Matron books. I'm amazed. What are Aubrey Matron? What is that? I don't know who that what is. is that? A Master and Commander series. Oh, yeah, I haven't read that either. Mm -hmm. I love that movie, though. I love it. Oh, love that movie. Never seen the movie either. 
The movie's I'm amazing. I'm uncultured swine. No, that's a Peter. That's a that's a Peter uh, Peter Weir movie, and you know him because he's done like some of the great movies ever made, and it's great. Oh my gosh, that movie's good. It's lo- I, and especially if you so, like history stuff. It's very good. I wish I could go back in time and find like a 15 year old Scott Johnson and give him like the first three Patrick O'Brien books because that is like it's made for a boy like a, like as reading those books as a boy i was so enthralled but if, but if you did that if you went back in time to give this to this 15 year old scott johnson in your delorean i'm assuming would you dance with his mom i mean well this is the problem this? Yeah. this is the problem that would have become- been that's funny you say that in a way that was the year that back to the future came out in movie theater so i probably would have said i'll read your books later i'm off to the theater to see back <laughs> to the future <laughs> and I'm listening to Van Halen. Leave me alone. Like I, that was where I was in my head. So if you were, if you were really going to get to me, you would really have to sit me down and and we. Well, who's going to win the 1993 World Series? Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 85, hell of a year. All right. Um, uh, that's it. That's the clips. That's what I have. So as a result, we now move on to this. It's the film sack checklist. Okay, so here's our first one. It's okay. Paul Bettany is u- is used to having stuff permanently in his forehead. Because <laughs> oh, you know a gem. Not for the power stone or whichever one he has. The wisdom. Stone. Wisdom. Wisdom. No wait. Oh, this wisdom stone. Uh oh. What does he have? The hold on. Oh, and his oh oh. Isn't it Paul Bettany stone? Uh, is the um? Isn't it the wisdom stone? Energy. Oh, no. no. mind, mind stone. Mind stone. Of oh. course, it's the mind stone. What? There is there Most even a wisdom stone? There's not a wisdom stone. There, there is, is no wisdom reality, stone. Okay. Reality, space, mind, power, time. Uh, what's the sixth one? Parsley, uh, sage, kidney stone, rose, rosemary, and soul, time. soul, soul, yeah. soul, to known, soul town, Got lesser it. known kidney stone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely didn't have that in his forehead, but you know, right. Uh, all right. Sorry. Uh, what the hell was I? Okay. Uh, Christopher Plummer elevates the material check. And finally, true blood guy died early and that's just fine with me. Check. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trek connection. There's a ton of them, but Daryl didn't send us that list. He sent it to us. He sent us the list of, uh, people for salt. So I'm going just... because we never let him know. Yeah, we, it was very last minute. It's not his fault, yeah. but Carl, we Urban, go with Carl Urban. Yeah. Carl Urban and Christopher Plummer. Are your yeah. big two. Christopher Plummer was the Klingon lawyer. Supposedly, Worf's great great grandfather, by the way, uh, is the um, is the rumor. Um, but he was in that in Undiscovered Country, and he was great as the lawyer. He had a p- eye patch. He was awesome in that. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Anyway, there's your two that I'm aware of. I'm sure there are others we just don't know about. Um, soundtrack grade, I give it an ALTD for a little too dramatic. It was fine. It was just a little I, too. Yeah, I. It was a little too. I actually dramatic. thought it was some. It was some good quality. Duff. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. It was fine. It was just a little too dramatic. A little too yeah, dramatic. A little like too it. big. Yeah, a little too much. A little too much crescendo, just to sort of amplify but obvious would, moments. Would, okay, so that's that's an interesting question. So, I mean, couldn't you say the same thing about Star Wars? Because doesn't it elevate the material beyond its true well, value? No, I think the stuff in. I don't think the stuff in Star Wars is too dramatic. I think it's perfectly suitable and also because of the large scale areas yeah, of space. But, but you also have uh, you have this thing with star wars and i've always said this and i believe it to be 100 percent true 
Star Wars is a is a also ran forgotten relic if we don't have two things that happened. No one would care about Star Wars the way that we do today, and it wouldn't be the cultural phenomenon without the music. Because mm-hmm. you gotta remember all the science fiction of the time was all synthy and terrible. Yeah. Nobody was doing orchestrated themes. So that was huge. And the sound work, the actual sound effects work, is mm-hmm. so unique and was so new and so different and still today has such a unique sound to it without the those sound two of ass- lightsabers swinging around. Yeah, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Blasters, mm-hmm. the way the ships sound, the way a TIE fighter sounds when it's flying by, all of those things. Without mm-hmm. that, I don't think Star Wars is what it is. I just don't. I just right. straight up think it died. And it, or it was a thing where we're watching it on a film set going, what a weird old movie. And we don't... Mm-hmm. We don't think of any of these actors as much as we do now or any of that. I think that that a whole different history, like, you know, if you believe in, if you believe in like forking history, (laughs) ah, forking history, uh, (laughs) a good place. (laughs) (laughs) But if you believe like time into that whole timeline thing, there is a timeline where we where the choice by George Lucas was to use synth and to use Mm. bad sound effects and audio. Yeah. And the world's completely different as a result. Because yeah. Star Wars doesn't take off. That's my belief, and I'm sticking to it. It's true. All right. Yeah, this is just loud music. Yeah, this is loud and annoying. Uh, Twitter post. This is where you guys sum it up in 100 and, sorry, 280 characters or less. Let's start with Randy. Priest, it's the yaya ding-dong of movies. You want to hate it, but all these other drunks love it. And after you've survived a mass murder and a trip to Scotland, you come back and settle down and have a baby and realize you love this thing. Go, Priest. <laughs> <laughs> go priest i like that uh, uh let's see brian dunaway you're next oh priest this is what is known there have always been bad movies there have always been good movies this is a good bad movie <laughs> yeah. however it makes my eyes ache <laughs> eyes ache <laughs> his name is isaac yeah it's isaac, oh, isaac. No, I get he it. says isaac i get it's it weird. i get it i like where it you went with that me. that was very good and now, finally, Brian Ebbett. Priest, there are always two points, point A and point B. Unfortunately, this movie missed both of them. Oh, they burn. missed the points. Well done. Burn. That's pretty good. It is a big burn. All right. Well, you've done well. So now this. Alternate titles just handed to me. Mad Max Beyond Catholic Dome. Oh. <laughs> or my favorite, Mad Max Fury Robe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, Ron's Catholic town. I really, I really leaned into that one. All right. Uh, Will wrote in. This is uh, Randy's son. Uh, Will, he's like 11 years oh. old now, so mm. 10 or 11. Wow. He's, he's done. Yeah, got it. Uh, he wrote in, says, hey, so I've been listening since the early days, and you guys have managed to keep me entertained for the last decade, where other podcasts Ooh. have lost my interest eventually. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, yeah. Anyway, arse kissing out of the way. I read Dune for the first time about six weeks ago, and try as I might, the inevitable viewing of the David Lynch Dune film assaulted me last night. As soon as it was finished, I thought, I better go listen to the FilmSack podcast about the film, because of course there was an episode dedicated to the mess I just watched. After regaining my composure, I'm not sure how you guys haven't covered this film yet. He's going to be real sad at the end of this. Such as an odd blo- such an odd blockbuster, and I'd really be interested to see what uh, uh, what someone who hasn't read the book thought. Worth the thought? Not streaming here in Bonnie, Scotland, but I'm sure it will be in a thousand available services on your side of the pond. Uh, keep up the great work and cheers. Well, Will, I have good news for you. We did sack Dune. Yes, we did, and it's in the archive. It's in the archive. So you feed. may have not seen it. Yeah, so here's what you want to do, and I use this email as a way to remind everybody that if they're looking for the old episode one up through 
I don't know. We 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 have the most recent two. Yeah, we have the most recent two hundred or so on the new feed, and then the old feed is just huge. So uh, to to not destroy my bandwidth and cost me an arm and a leg, we keep a separate feed for the older stuff, and it gets you know at the tail end of the new stuff, things get thrown on there. But anyway, long and the short of it is that feed is on the website, filmsack.com. Whatever player you use, if it's Spotify, if it's like Downcast, uh, any of the apps, iTunes, whatever, mm-hmm. you just manually copy that thing over. Right. If you go to the Filmsack website and you look underneath each of the posts, there is a link to the archive RSS feed. Yeah, right? and it's also on the yeah. main page right next to the art. You just can't miss that it. It'll can, say it'll and, say and archive feed, and you'll get it. And if you're just Googling for it, just Google for Filmsack number 32. It was in our first year. Mm, that's I, right. I remember. I remember. I was living in Hawaii. I remember mm. exactly where I sat and watched this movie, Dune, mm-hmm. uh, in June of 2010. Yep. It's number 32. 32 is the number. The feed is available. There's a treasure trove of old episodes that you have not experienced. So if we have not bored you yet, good news. We will now. <laughs> we have. <laughs> you've missed so many opportunities for us to bore you. Yep. <laughs> now comes your final one. Uh, one final quick email from David Heavenring. 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 Something like that. Yeah, hey, guys. Well, that's, yeah, it's very nice to have a hell and a, and a heaven in one thing for the thing we're doing today. Anyway, it says, hey, Scott, quick request. Would you consider changing the image for the FilmSack archive? That's the one we're talking about. To a different image. Maybe the um, one that you use for, or one different than the one idea. you use for the show. Both podcasts are on my device, and I have the same image for both feeds, and it confuses me sometimes. If not, no big deal. I just thought I'd ask, uh, but it would help me visually distinguish the feeds better. Thanks. Hmm. David, I'm doing it today. That's a good idea, cool. David. Uh, just make the David. popcorn have his eyes closed or, for the or use, yeah. <laughs> or use the previous logo. Like you had an older logo. Oh, the, the bag. That's what he was saying, right? Yeah, yeah, there's something like that. I'll do. I'll do something that just absolutely distinguishes it so you don't wonder or ever get confused again and i don't know why i didn't think about it before so huge thanks for for that because all i did was just you know the rss info was just copied over for the archive and i didn't even think about it so we love this kind of feedback because it reminds you oh shit this one technical thing i could have done three years ago and i didn't do it quality of life improvements yeah always always happy to consider those yeah like a nice pair of like like some nice steps you know those are good to have instead of a ramp or maybe a ramp's better i don't know what i'm saying Forget it. <laughs> David, we appreciate your email. And if you want to be like David or Will, you can send an email to us via uh, the internet uh, via this email address, filmsack at gmail.com. That's filmsack at gmail.com. Our next movie will be, I don't know. Salt. Oh, on, I know. It, yeah. will be, it will be on Angel Has Fallen, starring... Gerard Butler, Morgan Freeman, and Nick Nolte. Uh, we're what? we're we're skipping over London Has Fallen because we just Angel. can't we can't ever get it to to stream for us. So mm-hmm. we we watched Olympus Has Fallen. We're skipping London and we're going straight to Angel Has Fallen. <laughs> what? Yeah, you know Paul Bethany. It's like that. <laughs> so wait a minute. I'm listening to Brian Dunaway's I'm reaction. So confused. Yeah, right. Angel, it's Angel, Angel has, has fallen. fallen. Angel has fallen. Oh, Angel's Fallen. Yeah, okay. on hell would be like the Spanish way of saying it, I guess. But uh, but yeah, Ang- like angle, that, angle going down. Angle and, has uh, fallen. <laughs> angle has fallen. It's now obtuse. Yeah, very nicely said. Oh my gosh, a math joke. I can't believe we got one in. Um, <laughs> so wait a minute. We're, take that math, nerds. Where does this one take place? Is it in back in the U.S.? Is it it's in, back in the U.S.? It's on. Uh, yeah, I watched this one recently. And and, and, and oh, of US. course you did. Yeah, of course. Of course, and, I have the Blu-ray. Uh, <laughs> 
special. Well, of course, they had the Blu-ray. <laughs> and uh, what's his name is the president now? Because Aaron Eckhart's done, right? Right. Mor- Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman is, is our president. Okay. All right. Is that a is that a plot point of London has fallen? Uh, I oh, think I so. I no, think in London, yeah. Aaron Eckhart. Oh, I think that's man. when the transfer of power happens. I don't know if he dies or if he just doesn't run again. Morgan Freeman. He's runs. like, I'm out. This is too gabbing too often. I'm hoping that question will be answered in the first minute of uh, yeah, recap. In Angel has fallen. <laughs> it's it's our it's our hot movie summer, and uh, I'm telling you, this came out in August of last year. Yeah. So this is this is a genuine summer. I think it's officially movie. the newest uh, from release to watch we've done. I think, except for that yeah, time we did we did star we did the new Star Wars in 2017. I think that. That was about the same. Well, that was probably less time. So, but I don't know if he can count that. That was like a weird one off. So, I think this is our most like came out and we watched it soon after time frame. And and I, it's funny because I did watch it and it doesn't feel like a movie that came out in the last two years. It feels like a movie that came out five or six years ago. It feels like a movie that came out in the eighties with Bruce Willis trying to stop the Knocky Tommy Plaza from getting yeah. taken over. Yeah, but that's I mean that's the template, right? These are diehard movies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, we're watching that for our red hot. What is it? Wet, wet, hot summer. So what wet is hot it? Summer. For, for Brian Ibbett's, uh, enjoyment of making acronyms, I've yeah. changed it. So it's now summer hot action movies. Oh, I like Damn. it. Summer. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can we do something with an E at the end? Oh, that's good. <laughs> it's our, it's our summer hot action movie event. And we're just, oh, a, I love it. <laughs> event is the right word. Well done. Perfect. All right. Uh, that'll do it for us this week, then. We'll be back next week with more fun here at FilmSack. FilmSack.com is our website. You can email us at FilmSack at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at FilmSack, and you can find all our Twitter accounts at the website. So please feel free to follow us and talk to us. Money For many of us, our DMs are open. Slide into <laughs> our DMs. Slide into them. That's what the kids say, right? That's a thing. All right. Anyway, sure. uh, that's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Christman. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs>